but then flipping through the freaking channels and eating Cheetos and stuff in your face and getting fatter. Slobs. This Thursday, 7 p.m., June 24th. Check out the Dudes at Wrestling podcast and see yours truly, Andreas John Ziegler, A-J-C. Hello there, wrestling fans. Welcome to the internationally known Dudes at Ringside podcast. I am your host, Joe Panther Jr. And now introducing to the mic, my friend, my partner in crime, the happy heel himself on this fun fly adventure around the world. Happy himself, Metal King. What's going on, Ringside Kuru? What's going on, Wrestling World Unknown? What's going on, Internationally Unknown? What's going on? What's going on, Joe? You got a couple announcements for us today? Oh, yes, we do. We have a show tomorrow at 2 o'clock with, what's her name again? Costello, right? Miss um, Costello will be coming into the dudes at Ringside Studios at yeah. 2 p.m. And oh my gosh, if you didn't read the Instagram today, I will tell you this now. We are now available on iHeartRadio and Podbean. And Pop Podbean? Podbean. Pod, Podbean. So. So for those of you that have Podbean and oh, iHeartRadio. Another thing, another one, another thing, Marauder just said it. Where's the beard? <laughs> uh, on, Adam. I knew somebody was gonna mention that, and it's a simple thing. It's called I shaved. It's called <laughs> Okay, Gigi, you ready ready for me to introduce the guest? Yeah, you want to introduce him? All right. Your thing. No problem. Let's give a warm dirt dudes at ringside welcome to A J Z. What's going on, guys? Thank you for having me on. Actually, not thank you for having me on the show. I'm making the show. <laughs> you guys should be thanking me coming on the show. Dudes at Wrestling Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> We like that part. Me and Geek are kind of like, wait, the oh, oh, I see, yeah. <laughs> you don't care. Just That's remember, I'm I'm Mr. St- I, I'm I'm little ladies man here, Mr. Butter Joe the Panther Junior with the Latino heat man. Once one scope of the the Golden Girl sees Boricua man, Mr. Mr. Panther, he, <laughs> she'll leave you and go to this guy. You know what I mean? Al Snow's gonna love you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I, uh, yeah, we're good. Just hanging out here in the in the woods. <laughs> hanging out in the woods. There we go. Uh, I'm hanging out in the city over here. Fantastic. The, the suburbs, yeah. The suburbs right in, in New York. There you go. <laughs> PA is a good place to come when you want to hang out in the Poconos. That's a nice place to go if you want to hang out in the woods and go to go on nice tre- nice hikes. Awesome, man. Yeah. Pike County. <laughs> um. So, um. If our fans are not familiar with you, uh, AJZ, introduce yourself. Um, if they're not familiar with me, then I would tell them that they haven't been paying attention to wrestling for the last three years because I have been making a name, building a name, and owning the independent wrestling scene because I am the golden boy 
Um, no, I uh, started wrestling in North Carolina about three years ago um, at a school called Firestar Pro Wrestling. Um, and then I s- continued on wrestling at OVW in Louisville, Kentucky. And uh, now I just wrestle all around and work with New Japan Strong out in L.A. And uh, I'm building a name for myself on the indies. You know what I mean? That's cool. That's good. We love here. That's what we love here at AGZ. We love, we love getting these... As some people would say unknowns, but we find that the unknowns are the easier ones to talk about, talk to, but you're not an unknown. People know you because of New Japan Strong mm-hmm. and OVW as well. And OVW is not an unknown. It, it's known practically all over the world because OVW we just be connected to WWE. But a lot of people that I know say OVW, and I'm like, oh, the research is, ooh, OVW, hmm, yeah. So, um, my first question for you, uh, AJZ, is like, what is your workout regimen like? Workout regimen? I work out six days a week. I do pull push legs, which would be like a pulling workout, like deadlifts, rows, pull ups, biceps, and then a push workout, which would be like bench press, dumbbell flies, uh, tricep push down, stuff like that. And then I do a leg workout the last day, which would be like squats, leg extensions, leg curls. And I do each of those things twice a week for six days a week, one day off. Hmm. Sounds like fun. <laughs> I stick to mostly the compound lifts throughout most of my training um, to acquire much more well-rounded approach to my training, not just for physique, not just for strength, but for athleticism as well, so I can have all the interconnected tissue um, working together to create best physique possible for what I do in the ring, out of the ring, and with my look. How, how did you come up with the uh, Golden Boy gimmick? I just came up with it by looking in the mirror and saying, I have it all, I can do it all, and I am the best, so why not just put it into words and call myself the modification <laughs> of what I am, which is the Golden Boy? <laughs> kind of question is that, geek? Come yeah. on. <laughs> they say there's no such thing as dumb questions. Metal Geek already laid one off. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid <laughs> question. <laughs> I think the, the Panther finally turns heel and, and decides hits you, hits, hits you with the random super kick. <laughs> JRRR is throwing me under the bus right here yep. <laughs> in front of our guests. Benjamin is is doing a truck by yourself in the back of a grocery store, mopping floors and and doing squats, jumping jacks, and uh, planks, marauder. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, man. That's a good way to be. I mean, doing those compound things that involve your whole body is it's a great way to be. And I'm not I'm not a young puppy. I'm 30, 38 years old. I'm gonna keep this thing going. <laughs> like and I drink lots of water. Like water all uh, the My time. workout regimen is just pushing pallets of soda all day. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. I mean, you know what? Everyone's got their own thing, and if that's yours and that's yours, I ain't gonna hate. <laughs> I try not to drink this, the, the I, I, but I drink a lot of coffee, but I try not to stay away from the soda. The soda's bad. I drink the water. Oh, oh we sell water too, so. <laughs> but that's Fantastic. Here, somebody calls it. Water <laughs> is important. It's a, necess- yeah. it's a necessity, so we need to have it. So thank you for uh-huh. providing water. Uh-huh. Okay, next, Geekin. I already asked my question. I already, I already did with the uh, with the gold, the Golden Boy gimmick. All right. Um. I, have you have you been watching anything on Netflix like TV shows or like movies? You've been 
Uh, Slasher. Have you guys seen that? It's pretty freaking good. I like it. Um, I watched it recently with my girlfriend. We watched all three seasons. If you haven't seen it, check it out. It's like a modern day scream with more of like an adult realism, uh, truthful component to it. You know what I mean? Not as like over the top and hokey. So if you haven't seen Slasher on Netflix, check that out. It's pretty good. There's a show you definitely have to check out. It's about a kid that has um, autism. It's called Atypical. Um, Michael Rappaport is the dad. It's a good show. It's heartfelt. It's like, it's like you get a chance to see how it is to be a person with autism. Sure. Yeah, it's, it's it like you live his life. Like he got upset and he's sitting there and he just like something triggers him and he just starts freaking out because of the sound or whatever. I was like, whoa. I have a lot of friends that have autism, and I'm like, whoa, oh my God, that's what they have to deal with every day? I'd be, be rude. I, I love Rick and Morty. <laughs> you, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, man. He's, uh, he's a living legend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Uh-huh. You watch Rick and Morty too, or? Uh... Yeah. No, yeah. It's uh not one of those things that's like every day, but yeah, definitely. You saw the last you saw the last one, the premiere or no? No. Nah. No. No. All right. Okay. So, so how how did you and the uh, Golden Girl meet? Me and the Gold we were we met at OVW. We met um I think a couple of years ago now, honestly. Um at OVW and you know, we hit it off and stayed latched on since then, so <laughs> Yeah, we, we messaged her to see if she'd come on, but she didn't get back to us. That would have been cool to get you both at the same time. To get it to- yeah, man. That would have been a whole treat for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> we um, we actually have – is it next week, Geek? Yeah, next week we're actually having a, a boyfriend-girlfriend wrestling couple coming on the podcast from England. Oh, really? Yeah. Because yeah. we, got, we got the girl, and she's like, well, on Fridays I'm always with my boyfriend, and I'm like, messaged Geek. I called him. I said, Geek, uh, the girl says she's going to be with her boyfriend. He's like, then fine. What does that mean? And I messaged, is he a wrestler? And she's like, go look at my page. I had first pictures, heard him like taking a picture with Rose. And I was like, we got to get this guy. He's like, why? I mean, he's like a cruiserweight, like flippity-doos and fly-arounds and backwards dives. And he's like, send me a video. I want to see. And I was like, I was like, Dynamite Lee? That's his name in England. Dynamite Lee. He is crazy, dynamite. <laughs> yeah, crazy. I, I'm like, if if uh, like New Japan saw this kid, he they'd be like, "How much do you want to wrestle?" <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, both of them. And it's funny they 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 do the couple thing. They're in the middle of a field doing like arm bear takedowns and like flip arounds, and I'm like, you go. That's yeah. love right there. That's true love. Wrestling in the middle of a field, like doing flippies and stuff like that. That yeah. is true love. Or maybe it's just relational therapy. I don't know. Yeah, That's one of my questions I'm going to have for them. Is that like you guys, like, is that getting stressed out by wrestling each other in the middle of a field? Yeah. I'm doing? sure it is. That's a question for them. I don't know. That's my yeah. guess. Yeah. Who, Do, you go, Geek. Sorry. <laughs> Who was your favorite wrestler growing up? Probably Cena. Cena. I'll like a plethora of people that come off the top of my head, but it'd probably be Cena. Mm-hmm. Oh. 
Yeah, I just loved his uh, what he presented, how he looked, larger than life, his look, his charisma, his attitude, and the stories he was able to tell in the ring physically, emotionally, um, verbally, all that stuff. So he was definitely a standout guy for me as a kid. Mm-hmm. You got me, AJZ, because I saw I was I was thinking you were gonna say Chris Jericho. Because your character has like a Chris Jericho way on the mic and the way you bring things and the way you talk and the way you like like that or was like, Mr. Perfect too, you know? Yeah, like a Mr. Perfect style or like Yeah, I mean when I was a kid though, he was because I, I was born in ninety nine, so he wasn't, you know, really popping when um, I was a kid. But um he was obviously one of the greatest in-ring performers of all time and an mm-hmm. absolute legend. So, you know, obviously all the respect goes to Mr. Perfect for that. But, no, he wasn't one of the people that I watched as a kid. He was popping in, you know, the 90s and stuff like that, which I obviously wasn't around for. But mm-hmm. he was one of the best and definitely someone to learn and watch and admire in a lot of ways. So, mm-hmm. It's like – it's one thing to be able to, like my case, I was I was born in the 80s. Most kids that I know from where I live, I tell them I got a chance to see Hulk Hogan and Sergeant Slaughter live. These kids nowadays will never, ever say, could never, ever say, I went to Madison Square Garden and watched a boot camp match between Sergeant Slaughter and Hulk Hogan, unless they have the network. That's like my on the podcast i'm mr old school on the show and i i've i've seen some like old school matches like in the garden i got a chance to be able to hear howard finkel announce welcome to madison square garden in person and not see it on the net you know like that and that's awesome then that's a piece of history that you can carry with you for the rest of your life you know what i mean and i also do the voice of the think too so (laughs) that's my listen to past episodes that's my that's my thing Yeah, I, I missed the New Japan on the the uh, podcast, and I like all the new stuff. So, fantastic! Yeah, man, it's uh, it's a good blend to be able to take the new school and then the psychology of the old school, in my opinion, and put them together. You know, implement characters into the wrestling because <laughs> that's what draws and captivates and gets people uh, invested in your show. Uh-huh. You know, talk to Al about that when you get him on here. Be like, hey, Al, what's the most important thing? Is it the moves or the person? Uh-huh. And he will go on a rant. So probably don't ask him that. But I'm excited. It's essential <laughs> to understand that the most important part in wrestling is selling who you are, why you're doing it, and your intent to win the match as a legitimate, true, honest, and actual competition that two competitors are trying to win to gain, maintain, and hold an advantage over each other to, you know, do something to get themselves closer to fame, fortune, or the title, or whatever it means. But um, it's not an acrobatic where people are trying to do stuff haphazardly for whatever reason. It's a competition where you're trying to sell a character and who you are um, to get your point across and to captivate an audience and generate emotion because emotion is what sells tickets, and history shows that. I'm not saying anything from a place of proclaiming unknown truths. It's just facts. The biggest draws in wrestling are the guys who are able to captivate emotion. That's true. Yeah, because you need you need that person to uh like like to make you entertained. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I mean you don't want the movie for the 
for the sci-fi features you watch a movie for the story right the sto- I mean, exactly yeah. at the end of the day you can watch as many train wrecks or airplane fights or battleship crashes but if there's no story or reason why it doesn't mean anything it's about the story that, that, that's why the build-up etc that's why it's important for the wrestlers to tell a great story and and, and it's not just also the wrestlers fault it's also it could be storyline fault too like creative a lot of the times yeah and i mean i don't i don't know that um but i do know from learning a lot from like i said al um it's not necessarily creative's fault they give you a piece of something to work with and it's up to you to make it into something good so. mm-hmm. that is that's also true to be honest you know because you could turn uh, uh, pardon the language, but t- uh, turn chicken shit into chicken salad. Yeah. Um, and th- that's the truth of it, you know? I mean, nobody can be you, and nobody can stop you either. As soon as you go through that curtain, no one can help or hurt you. It's up to you. So it's up to you to get yourself over or not, but you can't look at anyone else for an excuse. I, I'm always- also – sorry, go ahead. No, that's all I had to say. But that's it. All right. Um, do you think that the Undertaker's character would work today, or? Uh, yeah, it did. I'm saying, I'm saying today, like today, like some, if, if someone they, were. To, they started from the beginning, and they just gave some other dude the Undertaker type of gimmick. Do you think it would be like the same back the old the original Undertaker gimmick with the Paul Bearer and that stuff? I think that's what he meant. Um, everything has to evolve like Taker evolved his character over the 30 years or whatnot that he was the Undertaker. But the way that he did change it, it manifested each time into something that fit the modern times. So I believe that if the Undertaker were to debut today and have it tweaked towards modern day culture, it would work for sure. Mm -hmm. People want that. People watch wrestling. The average Mark who watches wrestling isn't your average person who watches wrestling. You know, the average person who watches wrestling isn't a mark. The average person who watches wrestling is your mom, your dad, your kid, who wants to be entertained by two characters. And what are they going to be more captivated by? A bunch of guys doing a bunch of flippies or a bunch of guys um, with characters who are telling stories. Characters. Getting you emotionally invested and doing something larger than life. Because if you want to see flips, you can watch gymnastics. But if you want to see professional wrestling where they're telling stories that's where the emotion comes into play is by having characters and that's why the undertaker was absolutely incredible at what he did was because he was able to be a character that you could describe to your friends a b c d e right mm-hmm. you gotta see this guy he's a b c d e uh-huh. it checks all the boxes yeah and he could back it up in the ring so you know you can't really say anything bad about the undertaker at all he was Absolutely one of the best of all time, um, if not the best of all time, especially when it comes to um, – I'd put him against that. anybody that's now. Anybody that's in there now, the only youngers. Like, I don't know, but maybe I'd have the old school taker take on the some, some of the young dudes. But I think he – I could think he could still hold up now against people, the younger people that are in there. He yeah, he, he doesn't have to do a lot because he's over. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you're over, you don't have to do as much. And you know? I know they would be honored just to take a tombstone from The Undertaker. Like, Cena was probably like, all right, fine. Oh, okay. I'll take a tombstone. 
Yeah. Like, yeah. I, th- I think it was like Xavier Woods when he was in the the ring with Stone Cold. Like, they were all like partying, drinking beers. And like, he, he probably asked Stone Cold before the show, can you just give me a stunner real quick in the ring? So, because he was honored. Yeah. I mean, I would think that most people would be, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yeah. So, do you do you collect anything from when you're going on the road? Like, anything? not really. I'm not really a collecting guy, honestly. So I'm pretty boring on that end. But I don't really collect anything. I'm not a collector. I never have. I never will. But it's just not really my thing. Um, who like what is the one of your matches right of of yours? You'd say favorite matches? Yeah, probably my stuff with New Japan. Yeah, um, with Rocky Romero. Excuse me. Um, and Clark Connors. Those are two mm-hmm. fun ones. Uh-huh. What, what was it um, like working with Rocky? Rocky's a ring general. He's been around doing it for a while, so he definitely has his uh, has his reps in, so he knows what he's doing, where he's going, and how to do it. So Rocky's a good guy to work with for sure. Do you have any stories of Rocky or? Uh... I don't really know Rocky that well. Um, he's uh, just been able to help me with New Japan and stuff like that. So um, he's just a good guy. That's all that I know. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, as as Geek just said, do you have any stories from like the ring or anything like like stories like other than like training or like from the road stuff like that? Man, there's just stories all the time of crazy stuff. I don't know. Nothing really in particular. Something like I broke a bed in Georgia. Just I don't. I woke up and it was just like slanted. I was like, "How did this happen?" My girlfriend looks at me and she's like, "I don't know." And I'm just like, "I guess I broke the bed. It must be that heavy because the side I was laying on was like this, and the side she was laying on was like up here." So I don't know if that just means that I'm a super heavyweight or if the beds are just cruiserweights. <laughs> I didn't know that pro wrestlers are coming to town. That's for sure. Yeah, there was a, like a crazy thing with me and Geek earlier ago. Got a question from the audience. What was your toughest match? I had a nice one this couple weeks ago. I got my face busted open. Yeah, you were uh, telling us about that. In Chicago. So that was a tough one. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, you know, every match has its uh, things you learn and take and develop from. But that one was something that pops into mind, obviously. Mm-hmm. We we love we love the ring stories here at Dudes at Ringside. That's like that always makes me go. The next day I'm sitting drinking coffee at the table. My dad goes, "How was the show? Good." Oh, the character said da da da. My dad's like, "What? Really? Wow! Oh, that was a good story." <laughs> I'll tell him yeah. how. He's like, "My dad watches two two. He watches one percent of the episode and then he'll turn it off." My dad, that that you you just gave us half of you. YouTube could tell how long you watched the video. <laughs> Yeah, YouTube YouTube can be like that, but I have a YouTube myself. I, I think that they always keep changing the way they count things and stuff like that. Because, mm-hmm. like, I think a lot of people would, like, start, like, refreshing their page. I remember I had a friend who had a YouTube channel, and you just, like, click refresh, you know what I mean, to get, like, a thousand views. But then uh-huh. they, like, remove that so that you can do that. That sucks, you know? Because now, <laughs> now we can't even get, like, if we wanted to get, like, thousand views or a thousand comments we can't even do that you know yeah i mean i gotta make content that stands out to other people because there's a lot out there you know mm-hmm. there's, there's a lot of people that like 
I've told about the channel. And they're like, oh, you have YouTube? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, Facebook, Twitch. And I go on this long list. It's like, feel like two hours later. And I'm like, the name of the things we have. Like, how do we find you? Just look up dudes at ringside. So it's dudes at ringside or in ringside? No, dudes at ringside. Oh, just is it the capital D? I'm like, it's. We just, we just give them the Willow page. Yeah. There's a Willow page where it gives you all the links to all the social medias. So. Yeah, it's a good way to do it. Uh-huh. Yeah, I get scared because I was. That's one of the reasons why I got scared. Thinking we got our band because the temporary band. I'm thinking, was it the link in the the message? <laughs> no, I I think if you guys were just consistently messaging people, it would probably banned you for like spam or something like that. Yeah, but we got so, our we got our guests. <laughs> so, how did you find out you were working for New Japan Strong? Like, um, what were you doing? Like, you excited or? Uh... Yeah, I was just sitting backstage at a show, and I was talking. To my agent just called me. He said, "You're booked on New Japan." I said, "Fantastic!" You know, so I was very excited for sure. It was incredible. So I was very happy about that. Mm-hmm. Is there so, someone? Sorry, go ahead. Go, go, geek, go. I'll go. My, I'll go after you. All right. Is there someone you would like to work with in New Japan Strong, or uh, that you haven't worked with yet? They have a plethora of talent over there. Uh, I would like to have something going on with Fred Rosser. I think that'd be fun. Yeah. Tom Lawler, that'd be fun too. I mean, they just have so much good talent um, on that strong roster. But, you know, I just have to uh, see what happens and kind of roll with the punches and see where we go. <laughs> um, who on the active roster right now for Raw or SmackDown, who would you want to wrestle and why? The top guys, Bobby Lashley and Roman Reigns. If you don't want to be at the top, and get out. There you go. <laughs> I like that. I, like that I, thought, I thought you were going to say Undertaker. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he's not active, though. So Yeah. Next, Keegan. <laughs> you go ahead, Joe. Okay. Um, if you could bring back any manager from the past, it doesn't have to be from WWE. E or it doesn't have to be from WWE. It could be from WCW or the old WWF. What manager would you bring back to be on your in your corner for one night only? Who would it be? Maybe Vicky Guerrero. Ah, Vicky. Uh, <laughs> I can't see it. No. Oh God! I can see it. I can see that now. Attention! Yeah, absolutely. Oh gosh, my my. Well, lately, a lot of people would say Bobby the Brain Heenan, just for yeah. one night only, have them and him in their corner, just to give him over for like that two night show or like one night show if it's like a mania. I would have Bobby the Brain Heenan in my corner. I'll just stand there like this. And have him just do everything. That'd be that'd be incredible as well. That's a good call. Or what the slick, <laughs> or slick. I'm sorry. What'd you say? Uh, what was uh, what was it like working with Alexander Hammerstone? Hammer's a cool guy, man. We had fun. It was like a little brother, big brother fight. You know what I mean? Um, he's been around. He's done a lot, and he's pretty experienced. So he was definitely a good guy to get in there and put some cool stuff together with. I had two matches that day, so 
I got back from one and I was like, Hey Hammer, what are we doing? And then we uh we sat down and then I punched in my ideas, he threw some back and we kinda of made something together out of it. So I liked working with him, he was fun. Mm-hmm. He's a good guy too. Um what is your here we go? Oh gosh, Keith, you go next. I failed. <laughs> <laughs> Um, is there anything you learned from some uh, someone? It doesn't need to be wrestling. Uh, you took with you in wrestling. Like some I learned wrestling from somebody that I just took with me through life. Yeah, or wrestling, or vice versa. Dude, I don't know. Al taught me so much. Probably everything Al's ever said. Mm-hmm. Now I'm even more excited that Al Snow's coming on our podcast because you're saying so many cool things about Al Snow, and I'm just like. God, I'm so happy we're getting out of snow. <laughs> yeah, man. Just uh, ask him one question. He'll keep going for like 30 minutes. That, that's what I'm going to tell him when he comes on the screen. I'm just praying to God my mom doesn't bring me back to that. The Ben's Fresh before the Al Snow show. So I'm not like, going to set up the set. Hi, Sal. You got to get Rip Rogers on here, too. Oh, Rip Rogers? Oh. Oh, yeah. That's, that'd be a good one, too. Right? You got you to gotta plug the kids' ears for that, though. Oh, jeez. <laughs> He curses a lot. He can. He's good. He's a great guy, though. He's a great. Our, guy. our show, you can curse here. You can say whatever you want. You can say whatever you want. You can curse. <laughs> as long he's as he's not... fourteen at the at the least. Yeah, we. we he doesn't can... mince words. You know, he's 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 an incredible guy to listen to, though. To... Yeah. We had Stevie Ray on our show. Um, what's earlier this year? And man, oh, did you? yeah, he he was a super cool guy with us. You know. Super cool. Uh, right, Joe? I mean, it was cool. I was t- nice. He didn't want to talk an ounce about wrestling. But he talked about everything, everything else. Everything Cowboys, else. Food, rice and beans, collard greens. Godzilla. Godzilla. <laughs> Godzilla. He loved it. He loved Godzilla. Yeah. Oh my God. The Godzilla story he told us was like so like bad but funny. It was sad because he had spent that much money on a Godzilla toy that wasn't even the goods Godzilla. Oh really? It was that yeah. one that he he made, he laid all the eggs in the garden. The one from the late two thousands, the crappy Godzilla. <laughs> Can't think of which one it was. Godzilla two thousand? Is it two thousand two thousand twelve? Was the one that was really bad. Oh really? I don't remember what that is. It was whatever one it was. It was crap. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I'm trying to think. Out of out of all your uh, achievements in your career, which is so far I would say that would be like your top, your top a top achievement so far. Probably wrestling for New Japan for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I was yeah, I know it's kind of a bland answer, but that's just the truth, you know. Yeah, <laughs> fine. Point blank period wrestling for New Japan is probably the highest honor so far. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> so do you work in the dojo or uh, you just no, there? No, uh, I, I have not worked in the dojo. I've been there um, for the COVID testing and stuff, but I haven't worked in the dojo. I was going to ask you what because uh, what was it like the experience working in the dojo? But you have no, yeah, I, I I can't give you that answer because I haven't trained there. <laughs> but. Uh. Good job. So, what is it like to be able to like you? You've been wrestling like since you were what you said like fourteen, right? 
I started when I was 14, um, but I wasn't big enough, and I didn't get any real booking opportunities due to my age. So I had to stop and start back again when I was uh, 19 or so. Oh, that must have been rough on you because you, you're like, yeah, I want to do this. And then they said, oh, you're not old enough. So you're like, well, it's not like someone verbally told me that. I remember I tweeted Bully Ray uh, for advice, you know, and he pretty much just said stop and start when you're 18. Um, and then after just seeing my where I was at physically and then where I was getting booked and not like it was bad places or anything, but just like, you know, I wasn't able to really get matches because it was the fact that I was a minor, you know. So I'd just be doing ring crew security and um, doing chairs and stuff, which is great. But if you want to be a wrestler um, and you want to learn how to do it, training needs to come at some point, and I needed more than I was able to get. So I needed to wait till I was 18. So I just stopped. Mm-hmm. Okay. Does, does Dolph try to give you any of a, does Dolph give you any advice or uh, get over? Get over. <laughs> get over. <laughs> Yeah, that's all you need. That's all that matters, right? <laughs> you have to like get off of it on yourself. Get yourself over the best way you can, so the crowd be like, either yay, we love you, or well, we hate you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You go one or two ways, or you just go quiet down the middle, and no one says anything. Like, yeah, that's uh, if you can if you can hear someone fart in the back row, that's a problem. That's yeah. not a good thing. That's no. not a good thing. <laughs> no, no, you don't want that to happen. You want you either want to get like booed really loudly, or you you want to get like cheered really loudly because either way, they're they're reacting. Not only that, if they're reacting, they're paying money to see you, and the more butts mm-hmm. you put in seats, the more you're drawing, so the more your value goes up, so the more people want to book you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Have you ever wrestled? Wanted to wrestle on the East Coast, and if you did, have you thought of any uh, any other promotions on the East Coast you would want to be in? Um, I've been in talks with Northeast for a while um, about coming in and doing some stuff, but that's near me. Yeah, so if I go there, just uh, you know, pay attention to the posters and see what's going on. My oh, buddy Enzo lives up there, so I'll probably travel up there and do something. With Mr. More. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Enzo. Um, he's a good guy, man. But yeah. I'd like to work for Northeast and kind of do some stuff up there. That'd be really fun. So I'll just see where that takes me eventually. You know, definitely let me know because if it's near me, I'll tell Geek to get his butt up to my neck of the woods and we'll go to a show and I'll we'll bring a dudes at ringside sticker just for you so you could post it on, put it put it on your nice gym bag and be like, "Did you this? These guys are good." <laughs> yeah, man, I'll definitely be doing that. That'd be great. Or you could step on it if you choose. <laughs> yeah, of course. I don't want that. Throw it away. Put it out. I'll spit on it. Huh. Oh, think this is. I don't want your sticker. Charity. <laughs> we, we, me. As soon as we saw that preview, being because there's a guy we're friends with named James Axel, and I'm like, the way you did it, and he was like, I, I watched it like three times just to take it all in because I love watching videos multiple times just to watch them, and I was like. Oh my God! Did he watch the James Axel promo that he did for us? No, I did not. I okay, because <laughs> this is guy's it, promo was just like he was yeah. pretending he was on the phone, and he was like, he was like, they didn't even pay me to come on here. <laughs> come on here, and then he was like, "What? I'm live? Oh, come on!" 
Oh, I'm James Axel from yeah. And he had the glasses on and everything, and he's just all like, yeah. I was, yeah, no, that just happened out of nowhere. I just hit it off, and I guess <laughs> it worked for you guys, supposedly. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I just love it. We were loving that. I was like, oh. I was like, yeah, so I'll definitely have to check your posts out, see when you come in there, because there's another wrestler in there. He's a heel, but I would love to see you face him. It's King, uh, King John Anthony. I don't think I've ever heard of him, but he's like an Eastern East Coast wrestler, and his character is like a New Age, like Jared King Lawler. But he has everything with him. He has the man that does his announcements. He has a person that does this. And I messaged him, and he's like, "Oh, I'm not currently not doing anything with pro, uh, anything right now." And I'm just like, "Oh no, he he was hilarious, this guy." That's like, awesome. Yeah, it's always cool when people end up being, you know, yeah. intriguing in one way or another. You know what I mean? And he's when I went to the show, I thought like maybe one or two people would boo. The whole crowd was like, "I'm like, well, he oh, he got over. He's really over. Jeez." Yeah, yeah I uh, that you know what that, that's always the best scenario when you get some kind of reaction, as you guys alluded to earlier. So, I, it's like I like that Kevin Owens promo. I think it was about two years ago where he found something to piss the crowd off. And they, they wouldn't stop booing him, which was absolutely – I just started laughing. I thought that was hilarious, by the way. Have yeah, you, man. Have, I have, you, uh, you saw ahead, have you seen that promo that um, where it, he was with Elias and they were just ripping on, I think, the basketball team or the baseball team? They, it's like, oh, these guys never won like a, like a series or something like that. And they just – he ripped on him the whole like 10 minutes, 20 minutes. You know, he's had a lot of good promos over the years. I don't know if I remember that one specifically, but um, sounds sounds like it's going to be a good one, you know. Uh-huh. Anytime you hit on that hometown something, you get that <laughs> hometown heat. It's kind of funny. So, uh-huh. Yeah, it, it's you know. always good to have that one moment that you know that, like, you know when you do that promo – and you say something, and the whole crowd just lights up with booze. You know, got them. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I mean that's that's what you got to do. Um, I like looking at heels as the guys who drive the ship. Because if the heel doesn't have heat, Bayface can't get over. But on that same token, if Bayface doesn't get over, the heel doesn't have anything to take away to get heat. So it goes both ways, but. Um, it's always it's always fun driving that ship because the heels usually go up first, kind of setting the tone and kind of getting that heat in there. You know what I mean? Or doing something to at least elicit some kind of reaction to the point where when they eventually do something to the baby face or you know signify some kind of emotion by their look or their attitude or um, by backstabbing or something, then you get your heat. But, being able to set the tone and drive that ship forward is uh, always important as a heel. I think the, yeah. the best the best story is always the the, the babyface winning the title from the heel. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's that's always the babyface climb always draws more money than the babyface you know having the title. If that makes uh-huh. sense, uh-huh. you know, people like that climb. Um, so the chase is always draws. Daniel Bryan's climb in 2013 and early 2014. Just about to say that. Just about to say that. That was the, like, everybody hated Triple H. 
And that was the turning point right there. They wanted to see Daniel Bryan win. And what did they do? They put Batista and Randy Orton in the main event. And they're like, what about Daniel Bryan? Everyone. Well, they also, what did, what did they keep doing? As heels, they put it in his face, and they took it away every single yeah. time. Yeah. And SummerSlam, it even started at SummerSlam. They put it in his face, and they took it away. They took it away. Mm. And they tried to get no payoff out of it. Because I think I think they long term had a payoff, even if they wouldn't admit that to everybody. Publicly. So you so you think it was like all oh, work that Daniel Bryan was supposed to get that title match all along, and they were just pushing for it. Uh, uh, I mean, I think they knew where it was going leading into that SummerSlam, and then you know after it took off circumstantially, they knew that it had to happen. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean you can't deny that. That, that was probably like the biggest babyface uh, title win I, I've ever seen. It was uh, definitely modern day for sure. Mm-hmm. So, um, what do you really? I know we have to wrap it up in a few minutes, but um, so what do your parents think about your your wrestling career when you when you decided to go become a wrestler? It's uh, it's support, but it's you know it's a different path than a lot of people would take. So, you know, there's always that question of what are you doing, where are you going, and how are you doing it? But it, it's, always been, it's always been supportive, you know. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's cool. You get mixed answers with that one. Sometimes it's like, yeah, some of them are like, yeah, they kind of didn't. They, weren't, they, were, they were like, yay for me, but they were kind of going, eh, eh, this is not really a path you should go. Sometimes we get a mixed answer for that one. That's why I was like, I wonder who's going to say. Yeah. Is, uh, once uh, COVID's over, is there any country you would like to visit? Or uh... I don't know if I have any one in mind, but I think just getting out and doing some international stuff would be fun, obviously. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a learning experience being able to see and view and understand different cultures as well, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. I mean, I mean, like Japan would be pretty cool to go to, right? Japan would be very cool, of course. Yeah. Well, go to the dojo. <laughs> <laughs> right. Check out the, the the Japanese dojo, right? Yeah, yeah. And they say, "Oh, you're from that New Japan." Maybe who knows? They may put you in the Bullet Club if you go to the one over there. They may say, "You seem like a good heel." We'll put us, we'll put them in the Bullet Club. You know what I mean? You know what? If that happens and it happens, if it doesn't, it doesn't. But all I can do is do my best and control what I can control. You know what I mean? Oh God! I can see your shirt, Muscle Club. <laughs> muscle. Very muscle. Good muscle club. God, if they do that to you, man, you have to take a screenshot oh. and send that to me, dude. Joe, you did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah man. Joe, you did. The two it. muscles like this crossing, like either like <laughs> this, the skull with skull face, with the big smile on its face, with two yeah. muscles. Like that. Or the Golden Girls Club. You know what? That might be more over. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Have what's her face? The one that's always being mean to everybody has her face as the lo- as the logo on your shirt. What's her face from the Golden Girls? Oh God. Oh God. <laughs> I can't think of the character's name from the know. Golden Girls that everybody likes. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really familiar with that to be honest. I know. <laughs> Just looking at joke. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, Muscle Club sounds cooler. <laughs> with that one, yeah. Yeah, Muscle Club. This way we can avoid all the copyrights. Yeah. That, that way, we can, absolutely. Yeah. 
that will work. Yeah. It's all right. So if 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 you have to go, we totally understand. Thank you so much, yeah. by the way. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's about seven. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you guys for having me on the show. Um, I appreciate you guys, you know, sending me the sending me the message and you know taking the time to ask me questions and listen to what I have to say. And uh, of course, give me a platform, but I just like to plug a few things. Uh, you can find my Instagram and Twitter, which are at AJZiggy1818, AJZIGGY1818. It's right there on the screen. Um, my YouTube is Andreas Ziegler, which is A-N-D-R-E-A-S-Z-I-E-G-L-E-R. Um, that's A-N-D-R-E-A-S-Z-I-E-G-L-E-R. You can just find it on YouTube by typing in AJZ as well. My Facebook like page is Team AJZ. I have a pro wrestling tease shop, which is AJZ. And then also you can email me for opportunities at official, O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L, E-H-W at gmail.com. Um, and I'd like to get in touch with you and figure it out and converse and see what we can do. So that's all I have to say about that. Um, thank you guys for having me on the show and giving me an opportunity to spiel all my stuff here at the end. You, no can, always, you can always come back, you know. Well, Absolutely. And, you know, pass my uh, my uh, greetings on to Sir Al. And, we will. Uh, we definitely you know, will. Yeah. We'll definitely tell Al you, you say hi. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Um <laughs> But yeah, thank you guys for having me on the show, and you know I appreciate the opportunity, and you know keep me updated, and I'd love to come back on at some point. So thank you All guys. Right. Thanks okay. a lot. All right. Take it easy. Have a good one. Take it easy. That was cool. That was a great show. Yeah. Not that long, but we did. We did. Uh, we did. Hey, hey, what's going on, fans? <laughs> The show's over, but you came in at the end. Everyone came in at the end. So well, but so remember, everybody, we're now actually on Podbean and iHeartRadio. So remember, yeah. Thanks I, to thanks to my boss Junior because he told me about that, and I was like, "No, we're not on iHeartRadio." I went outside. iHeartRadio. Another reason. My job at Key Food, they're, they're now playing iHeartRadio. And I went over today and I said, guys, is there any way you can get into the iHeartRadio at Key Food and uh, stick us on, stick me on there just to see if Junior notices? Uh, no message if anybody's watching this podcast from Key Food. Do not do that. <laughs> do, do, do not do do it for one day, but don't do it. I don't want to get in trouble for my boss. <laughs> my boss, <laughs> Joe, why are you on? Why are you on the the, the prompter and at work? I I don't know. That wasn't me. I didn't do this. Wait, I don't know how to get to that. But um, geek, say your goodbyes. All right. So I just wanted to say, everyone, we're now on uh, Podbean and iHeartRadio. Uh, you can follow us on HTTP. Streamlabs.com slash dudes at ringside, HTTP slash dudes at ringside. And I'm going to take it away to Joe. Well, as I always say, um, definitely go on Wrestle with uh, AJ. Pro Wrestling Tees. Pro Wrestling. I got to get that word down. Pro Wrestling Tees and buy all your indie t shirts. How, sh- how many shows have you been doing, Joe, and you can't get Pro Wrestling Tees right? Come I on. Man. Tees. I would say Pro Wrestling Tees and go buy your t shirts, buy indie wrestling, wrestling, even though it's, everything's opening right now. Still need to buy your shirts because it's, they still need help. 
they still need our help, guys. And, and by the way, you're not you're not going to be on Botchamania. You're going to be on Memeamania pretty soon. Yeah. Go <laughs> on and buy your T-shirts because they're still struggling and they still need fans. So, go and always just remember, thank you to my grandfather. Thank you to my cousin, Pete Sanchez. And thank you to Frank Martinez, the Blue Demon, for lighting the way for all Latino wrestlers. See you tomorrow, guys. See you at 2 o'clock. Two, two o'clock.